0: Hey there, and welcome to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so glad that you joined me today. This podcast is for neurodivergence by a neurodivergent. I'm an ADHD coach with ADHD and ASD, and I am here to help. So let's spend some time together now and maybe learn a few things. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining and welcome back to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda. And today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about identity first versus person first language. Before we get into the debate of the two sides of this story, let's first talk about what each thing is. So let's talk about person-first language or people-first language. Uh, This definition is defined by the Office of Disability Rights in D.C., and they describe people-first language as putting the person before the disability. describes what a person has, not who a person is. Person-first language uses phrases like... uh, person with a disability, individuals with disabilities, and children with disabilities, as opposed to phrases that identify people based solely on their disability, such as the disabled. I'm sorry, in all of my years, I have never heard someone be like, oh, the disabled over there and just because this particular site that i found is just so rich let's talk about some examples of you know ways that you can substitute person first language for outdated and offensive terminology so the offensive is afflicted with disability or autistic they recommend that you substitute this with has autism i can't even keep going with this list i'm sorry I'll try to remember to link it in the show notes so you guys can see for yourself what they have put out there. So let's talk about identity first language. Uh, This emphasizes that the disability plays a role in who the person is and reinforces disability as a positive cultural identifier. Identity first language is generally preferred by self advocates, especially within the autistic deaf and blind communities. I want to be clear, though, that I am not creating this episode to cause a whole bunch of debates and upset people. My personal comfort level is with identity-first language. I do feel that my many disabilities create who Amanda is, who I am. I am autistic. I am ADHD. I don't just have them because I can't put them down they're with me always because it's literally how my brain is programmed. There are some very well meaning people out there that may argue that no, 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 we need to be using person first language because you're not your disability. You're so much more than that. And that's a big part of that first website that I was referring to the government website. You know, they have links to the ADA on there. And they have this whole chart of outdated slash offensive terms, just the fact that Autistic falls under outdated offensive. Mm. Offends me. (laughs) But each person has a right to identify however they feel most comfortable. So if you're autistic, but you don't feel comfortable using identity first language, you are more than welcome to say, I'm someone with autism. I'm a person with autism. Where we need to be very careful and clear with our wording is if we know that a particular person uses a certain type of language, that we are not forcing our own preferences on them, even if you think you're being well-meaning. So on my TikTok page, I recently shared a video kind of looking back at parts of my autism journey. After one of the sessions that I had with my psychologist talking about diagnosis of autism, I had the realization that my lack of social understanding was a big component in why I've struggled with friendships my entire life. In fact, the only time that I really had no issues (laughs) making friends was when I masked literally every second of the day. In college, I was a completely different person for each friend group, and that person was carefully curated so that I would fit in and, you know, was in just a constant state of masking and not being my authentic self. I was hypervigilant with every detail that I let out into that public, from what I wore to what I said. And in other parts of my life, I struggled because doing that 24 seven is completely exhausting. And I learned that piece very quickly. So I created a video where I did start crying and was talking about how, you know, these social difficulties came from my being autistic and not knowing it. And someone in the comments spoke up and was trying to console me, even though I'm I'm good, like I don't I don't have any problems with my autism diagnosis. And that wasn't even the problem in the video. I wasn't mad or upset, you know, learning that I'm autistic. Uh, I was just having one of those moments where it all kind of pieced together where, wow, like this is the reason. This is why it was so hard. Why it is so hard. Because even with the different skills and strategies I've learned over the years, that doesn't just make it go from black to white easy. There we go. You have all the friends in the world. I still need to be mindful with my friendships. And, you know, people who are neurodivergent are definitely going to be easier for me to have friendships with. At the very least, people who maybe are neurotypical, but understand neurodivergency and accept that. Those are the types of people that I want, need, and have in my life. But after this ADHD tangent, let's get back to the point. So someone in my comments section was trying to console me and was trying to say, it's okay, you know, you're not, your autism, you just have autism, you're not autistic. It's a superpower, you'll see. And I am sure they were very well-meaning. I really, when I reread the comment, you know, I could tell that what they were after was trying to console me, trying to make me feel better, even though that really did miss the mark of what the video was about, but that's okay. But one thing that they did was dismiss the fact that I did use identity first language intentionally. I've been using identity first language for over a year now. Even prior to my autism diagnosis, I used identity-first language with ADHD. I am ADHD. And in contexts where that, you know, may not have been a sufficient answer for some people, uh, I would say I'm neurodivergent which now throwing in the autism diagnosis of all kinds of neurodivergent. Quick side note on neurodiversity, ADHD and autism are not the only neurodivergencies. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. And I really just want to come back to the point that it's very important to know that if someone is deciding that they want to use identity first language for themselves, that you correcting them and telling them, oh, you're not that you're a person with that, that usually won't make that person feel better. And I'll be honest, the same would go for people who feel more comfortable using people-first language for themselves. If you're someone who likes identity-first language and you see someone using person-first, they have every right to do so when they're describing themselves. As long as we're being respectful of what each individual prefers, you know, describe yourself how you feel most comfortable. I don't think there's any harm with sharing that, hey, you know, just so you know, a lot of the community is transitioning to identity first language because there's been this big realization that it really is a big piece of who many of us are. But if that person decides, you know, no, I still I still would prefer to, you know, be a person with ADHD and that's up to them. But you can describe yourself as an ADHDer. And that's up to you. Now, for those that try to fight me adamantly when I say that I prefer identity-first language, the argument that I like to make is when you think of who you are as a person and someone says, okay, who's Amanda? I would describe the things that make me me. I would say I'm an artist. I'm a daughter. I'm a partner. I'm an angel mom. I'm ADHD and I'm autistic. Because all of those things are part of me. They're not all that I am, but they're part of who I am. They make up the core pieces of my identity. And the mom and dad component is a really big one. Because I don't know a single person out there who sits there and says, Ah, yes, I'm a person with children. No, you would just say, I'm a mom or I'm a dad. Or to remove gender from it, you know, just saying, I'm a parent. And that isn't all that you are, but it is part of who you are. And this is why I prefer identity first language for myself, because no, my ADHD and autism are not all that I am. My disability is not all that I am. But I cannot deny that it is part of who I am, that my brain is made up differently than others, especially having the, you know, combination Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. Literally, the ADHD side of my brain and the autistic side of my brain just go at it all the time, (laughs) constantly canceling each other out. But the last reason I want to talk about for why I use identity first language is that putting the person before the disability somehow implies that the disability is wrong, that it takes away from who the person is rather than adds to who that person is. My ADHD and autism cannot be cured. They will be a part of me until the day I die. And they will affect my life in so many different ways. In some ways that are really good and some ways that are not so great. But at the end of the day, if I just choose to ignore the role that disability plays in my life, then I am ignoring a massive part of who I am. And again, it's literally how my brain is made up. Like that cannot be changed ever. And I'm okay with that. I love who I am. I love that my brain is neurodivergent. Yes, are there challenges that I wish I could trade in on and not have to struggle with? Sure, but who doesn't feel that way? I'm sure there's plenty of neurotypicals who feel that way too. We're always going to have things that we wish we could change or improve or even get rid of, but my ADHD and autism are not those things. I love the person I am, and I am this person because I'm neurodivergent. All right, that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining in to another episode of Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I know this one was a little short, but it also is a little heavy, so I wanted to keep it on the short side. It's definitely something we can dive into in a longer episode in the future. But thank you again so much for tuning in. If you have any more questions, check out the ADHDlady.org. But for now, I'm Amanda, signing off.